0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Back of the Grid. I'm your host, Stu, and I'm joined, as always, by Chris. Hello. And by Tom.
1: Hello.
2: Hello. How are you both doing? Good. Tired. It's been a long day.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I can agree with those sentiments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's
2: been, a, it's been
0: a long few days. Yeah, yeah. Me especially. Um, it's been a busy old race. Um, so I'm going to start this episode by reading you a passage of text. Oh, from uh, a well-known um, Formula One driver's profile on the internet. And I want you to see if you can guess who... You'll you'll be able to guess who it is straight away, but I'll, <laughs> I'll read it to you anyway. Um, so here we go. Plant-based, love animals, constantly searching for my purpose, for adventure, open-mindedness and positivity. I love the power of the universe. Rocket emoji.
2: <laughs> Plant-based so- is a weird opener. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. so who, who do you think that is?
1: Does, he, does that mean the person is plant-based
2: yeah. <laughs> and they are a plant? <laughs> and everyone drives secretly a Triffid. Um. Um, <laughs> feed me, Seymour. <laughs> I mean, given that I've eaten one of his plant-based burgers, I'm guessing
0: it's Lewis Hamilton. It is Lewis Hamilton, yes. Not um, not a sort of you know basic bitch from California. Not, not the... some
1: kind of tree person who happens to drive a Formula <laughs> One car. no.
0: But I, I love that. I he's am like, plant-based. Don't you love how sort of college teen... <laughs> yeah, just love it. Is a little bit. <laughs> but he's a Formula One driver. The power of the universe I love the most. The, yeah. I love like when people think the universe has like
2: a will of its own and it wants things. It has desires. It's especially good when there was like people were getting all excited over like certain drivers changing their Instagram bios recently and Hamilton's just out there oh, doing yeah. his own thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, this is, this is how I saw it. This is what I saw. This is the reason I think <laughs> cause I, I, I read about that and then I thought, you know what, I'm going to go and see what all the other uh, Formula One drivers bios say. And um, this, th- this was the most interesting one <laughs> that I came across. So well done Lewis Hamilton. You officially got the best Instagram bio
2: in all of Formula One, by a long way, one of his many accolades this season. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't
1: once mention Formula One no. or motorsport. That's what I love about him. That's which what is impressive. All he doesn't need <laughs> to.
0: If Lewis Hamilton is Formula One. He doesn't need to even mention it. On, the the, the <laughs> two names are synonymous with each other. Um, but yeah, the power of the universe. The, the universe wasn't sort of vouching for Abu Dhabi this weekend, just like it wasn't vouching for George <laughs> Russell the weekend before. Um, we didn't get. It's fair to say we didn't get the most exciting of races um, from what I gather.
2: Lacklustre at best.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, Chris, would you like to steer us through this uh,
2: thing? Thing, It's a thing (laughs) that happened. This thing that happened at the weekend, yes. It's like I've seen some people saying like, when you think about how much money they spend on the privilege of having their race be the closer of the season. And all they're really getting for that money is the internet complaining about their circuit. It's yeah, it's really yeah. bizarre.
0: I think it's unfortunate because, you know, all season we've had like really amazing races, some really sort of out there races, some really left field tracks, some crazy circumstances at some of those tracks. And then it feels, it just makes it, you know, it's never been a fantastic race Anyway, Abu Dhabi. Apart from maybe 2012, when it could have gone, the title could have gone any which way, and even that had nothing to do with the track. That was just yeah. a product of, yeah. The, imagine the, the championship leading up to it, and they actually, you could argue that 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 the track ruined that
2: championship. You could argue as well. Yeah, completely. <laughs> it's yeah. It's at, at least people go into this race with low expectations, so it's not like we're disappointed. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, is it any different
1: to
0: what we expected? Not really Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised but I'm still entitled to be disappointed, I think Oh yeah, completely uh, uh, You know, you expect Formula 1 I think especially this season, given the season that we've had you expect Formula 1 races you expect things to happen at least that's, you know, bare minimum I think like into turn 1 is the first race all season where nothing's happened into turn 1, it feels like
2: No, like, I think it was the top 12 or 14 just stayed in order on that first lap. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, Martin Brundle was like, oh, we've still got 20 cars running. It's like, well, yeah, because no one can get anywhere near each other. (laughs) It's like it's purpose built to string out the field as much as possible, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. And you'd, you'd expect, like, look at it. They, they mentioned this, actually, during the race on commentary. You'd expect, on paper, to look at the map of the track, you'd expect two long straights separated by a chicane to sort of generate some okay overtaking. But mm. actually, like, it's the problem. Oh, actually, it might have been you that mentioned this. The, the problem is the corners leading into them are impossible to get close enough to the car. Yes. Yeah, so
2: to yeah. take advantage of that long straight. Because the middle sector, pretty solid, pretty decent bit of racetrack, that middle sector. It's just that Mm. no one can get near each other to take advantage of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a conversation that Chris and I were having at one point during the race of, we were just talking about how garbage the first and second sectors are, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, first and third sectors, and how decent the second sector could have (laughs) been if it wasn't. Like, I mean... the the third sector, the final sector around the harbour is purely pointless from a racing perspective, in my opinion. It's,
2: it's designed to make the hotel and the harbour look pretty, primarily. Yeah. It, pr- pretty much, isn't it?
0: It's, it's just they,
1: like literal they, right, angle right angle into 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 right angle. Oh, you're back at the start, finish yeah. straight.
0: They, but they I think i got a right number of
1: right angles there.
0: <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't helped it by making every corner off Canberra as well.
2: Yeah, um, yeah and that's if, true.
0: If if you're a new listener, if you don't know what off camber is, off camber is when the corner falls away from the apex rather than the hill coming up on the outside of the corner to help the car's grip. It falls yeah. away to reduce think, the amount of grip.
1: Think the exact opposite of uh, an oval circuit. Yeah, if yeah, you're standing basically.
0: on the inside, if, if you're standing on the inside of the corner, you would be looking downhill rather than looking uphill. That's the way to think of it. Yeah, um, and it's. It, i mean I, I understand why they've done it on those corners there's obviously an architectural reason why they need to do that because those corners are they have to be really slow so that there's no monumentally huge accidents in them that damage the structure of the buildings that they're built around but then that begs the question why build a racetrack <laughs> exactly. those, I mean, other than but, for aesthetic reasons
2: and not like an off camber corner can be an interesting challenge for a race car but the way it's been done you, there
0: isn't.
1: You don't need twenty-two of them <laughs> <laughs> in a single lap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's so true. Another another sad thing I think about this circuit is the fact that it's around it, There is a marina and there's lots of sort of water, body, large bodies of water and things around, and you never actually see any of those during the race. Really, because no, a, it's, a, it's at night, <laughs> and B, it's <laughs> um, it's all sort of walled off and 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 built away from the circuit almost so that you don't, you never really truly get a sense. I mean, they, they, let's, let's be honest when they rebuilt, when they built this track, they wanted to make a sort of Monaco of the Middle East kind of, didn't they? Yeah. And yeah. Really what they've ended up with is just, uh, just another track in a desert. Poor telling. Ricard of the Middle East. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> kind of not a million miles away. I guess Max Verstappen doesn't mind the place though. He obviously won from pole, never really challenged by the Mercedes, was he? I mean, to be fair to him, it was a pretty much perfectly driven race from him. He had a really good start for once. Yeah. Uh, Pulled a really solid gap, pulled the gap again after the safety car. Um, Yeah, from pole position as well, which is not how he tends to get his wins, is it? It's only his Mm. third ever
0: pole position, is it, I think, Verstappen? Yeah, I think so, yeah.
2: Um, Yeah, really solid drive from him though. Uh, Mercedes said they'd got their MGUKs turned down for reliability purposes, but that was only costing them about a tenth of a lap, and they don't think they'd have beaten uh, Verstappen regardless. And Hamilton wasn't firing on all cylinders, I think it's fair to say, after coming back from COVID. But again, I don't think that was the difference either. It was just, I guess, on that day, Red Bull were the faster car, wasn't it, For for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. It, it certainly looks that way. I, I mean, none of the Mercedes. I mean, none of the Mercedes cars were particularly rapid. As, no, not really. As rapid as you'd expect Mercedes to be with a, with such a long set of straights. So definitely, they'd all reached the end of their reliability um, curves. I think, and were yeah. just um, sort of, you know, looking after things to a degree. Yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, the the thing that highlights that I think is that stroll was the only other mercedes in the top 10 and he was in 10th to finish yeah yeah yeah. well he he uh it
0: was perez wasn't it who
2: uh had a retirement yeah Yeah,
1: perez went out and and even williams don't make points (laughs) even before
2: perez's retirement starting at the back he wasn't exactly carving his way through the field was he he'd only made up two or three places in those opening laps so yeah definitely wasn't a happy Mm. place for those engines but yeah, good good way for Red Bull to end the season. Um, I mean, I've seen talk of like, all oh, Red Bull are like, they're coming back, they're laying down a marker for next season and mm. Hamilton was trying to talk them up and they're not. Like, <laughs> they, they, they beat a Mercedes that they've stopped developing about six months ago and that got it turned down a bit and they weren't really racing for anything. Like, I think people are maybe putting a little too much stock into the fact that they won the race. But I mean, we can hope. We hope they're up there in the fight next year, but... I don't think this yeah. one race proves all that much, does it?
0: Well,
1: yeah. I, I think yeah. one thing to be said is like how comfortably Alban had fourth, though. I mean, I know he didn't get either of the Mercs, but he, he was, was fairly comfortable in in that fourth yeah, place because he was. He, it was like I, I can't remember exactly how far it was, but you were pushing a almost a lap behind him, I think, to Lando in, in fifth. So he'd built a good gap away from the rest of the field, but. Just didn't have quite enough to beat the Merck, So yeah. I, I think there's at least something to be said for that.
2: No, that's a fair point. He only finished like one and a half seconds off Hamilton at the end as well. A few more laps and he probably didn't yeah. find Hamilton for third, which is which is cool, which is what you want to see. Um, I mean, mm. Christian Horner said that was probably Albon's best drive of the year. It was sort of... I mean, again, you could argue if the lead car is winning the race, Albon should maybe be coming a bit higher than fourth, but still a solid drive from him, I thought. Yeah.
1: I mean, 20 seconds behind his teammate overall in the end, wasn't it?
2: Something like that, I think, yeah. So it's
1: not actually that that bad of a performance, realistically. When when we think about the fact that we've seen him being lapped by Max this season
2: and stuff like that. Yeah, that's very true.
1: To be within 20 seconds of him is, is pretty decent.
2: Mm. Might be a bit little too late. Um, I mean, Ted yeah. Kravitz said he was expecting Perez to be announced to Red Bull in the coming days. And maybe I'll want to stay in there as reserve driver, or possibly even like them doing some kind of sharing the seat, which I'd be very surprised by. Nah, but then Helmut, yeah, that's, Mark, not gonna that's not, nah. not going to happen. But then Helmut Marco has apparently said that he, he, all he said was they'll announce their driver before Christmas, which obviously is not that far away. But it's going to be mm. a not be a very nice present for
1: <laughs> one of those two drivers. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's Monday night and we're sat here talking about it not happening yet. So we know that before this episode's even hit the airwaves, it'll have been announced and what we're saying right now will be redundant. We are the the news trigger. This is how the world of F1 works. We say Um, something and then the news comes out to completely contradict us and... It's a blessing for everyone because we've generated that news by <laughs> yeah. saying something completely different. Yeah.
0: And with <laughs> with all that in mind, congratulations to Yuki Tsunoda for being announced as a uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Alpha Towery <Tauri> driver. <laughs> I mean, X's. to be
2: fair, Danny Kavia basically announced that form over the weekend. He was just like, Yeah, I'm not in that car next year. Like, I think they want someone younger in it, and there's only really one candidate. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean that's
2: fair enough, but
0: um, <laughs> We are going off on major, major, major tangents right now, so shall we just pull it back really quick to the race?
2: Yeah. um, Both Mercedes pitted under the safety car, which all that really did was keep them in second and third. I'd maybe have liked to see one of them try something a bit different. I mean, in hindsight, trying something different probably wouldn't have worked, and maybe would have put them at risk for um, Albon catching, but it, it, it sort of felt like it was already a very processional race. It's like, oh, good, we got a safety car and everyone stayed in the same order. And yeah. it, it needed a second safety car, that race, really, didn't it?
0: Yeah, or a rainstorm or um new tarmac or a different or track entirely. Your, or maybe just go to, yeah, yeah, maybe we could go to a different track, I don't know. Power boosts. <laughs> Brazil. Um, here's, a here's a here's a here's <laughs> a emergency tangent question for you both, since we're talking about different tracks and trying something different. Um, what track would you? Uh, what track that didn't make the cut this year? or wasn't wasn't around because of COVID. Which one would you have liked to have seen as the final race of the season, replacing Abu Dhabi? Mm,
2: uh, Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, Brazil, I didn't yeah. Brazil Chris. Like it's just, that that's just for the era of F1 I grew up watching, Brazil has always yeah, been what, the like quintessential season, season closing.
1: Yeah.
0: My favourite yeah, thing about a... Brazil is that it always rains like while they're on the podium. <laughs> like it'll yeah. threaten rain yeah. for the entire race. It'll not come and then They'll get
2: on the podium and it'll just start pouring with rain. Or it'll rain all morning and then stop about five minutes before the race starts. Like, go on then, what tyres are you going to put on mm. them?
1: I wonder I wonder what Montreal would have been like for that at this time of year. <laughs> Snowy. <laughs> yeah, just, just like chains on the tyres, like that time Max went driving <laughs> on the snow.
0: <laughs> Send out the safety plough. <laughs> <laughs> Safety <plow. laughs> um okay so i'm gonna go for, let's just have a look at what races we haven't had that we could have so we didn't have australia uh, we didn't have vietnam we didn't have china didn't have netherlands which i was excited for yeah uh we had we didn't have monaco sadly eh. and azerbaijan didn't have canada we didn't have no right. no yeah we have canada yeah nope we had France. We had us. Do we have France? No, we didn't have France. No, we didn't yeah. have France either, did we? So we had Austria. We did have Austria. We had two Great Britons. We had a Hungary. We had a Belgium. Had few Italian ones. Um, <laughs> <You're> making <laughs> Italian like,
1: you you're making them sound like sweets or drinks? Yeah, or something. Like Italian I'll border. have a bit, like just lagers. I'll have a Hungarian um, and a
0: Belgian. <laughs> no Singapore, which we didn't really miss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Russia, we had Japan. We didn't have that. Would have been good. That Japan would have been a been good nice. closer as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, it would have mm-hmm. been a
0: really good closer. United States. That would have been a really good closer. Yeah, I mean, I think actually.
1: Actually. When um, you first asked the question, Texas was the one that kind of popped into um, my head first, it? for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm. Mexico. Yeah. Astor- yeah.
0: Astor- Horst- I mean, historically that- been a really good race for Formula One since it came back. Yeah, it really has. That would have
1: been good from a Checo Perez
2: perspective. Yeah. Final race. Although be, not, given uh, what happened to him. <laughs> True. <laughs> mm. <laughs> should, we, should we talk about that, actually? or Yeah, let's talk about Perez. So, I like, the main point of interest going into this race was the fight for third place. And it was really nicely poised with Perez having to start from the back and sort of fight his way forward. And everyone was keeping track of the position that the Clarence were in. And then it just kind of got decided when Perez dropped out, didn't it? It was... That was kind of an end yeah. to that one point of excitement quite early on. Uh, they said it was a transmission problem. Uh, he still kept fourth place in the driver's championship despite that, which is impressive in itself. But it was a, it's not the way you want to see him going out, given that we don't even know if he's going to be on the grid next year. It was a, yeah. it was a real shame. And it, it seemed to really yeah. hurt a lot of the crew as well. Like, there there's a lot of very upset faces in that garage afterwards.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think definitely within that team you you really get the sense that the team themselves, you know, the personalities in that team are really really gutted to be losing mm. Perez. Yeah. Not probably not over the moon.
2: <laughs> we're, no. keeping
0: Lan- Ooh, we're keeping Lance Stroll just dropping coins.
2: <laughs> it's interesting because you're right and you kind of see the same thing with Ferrari. It feels like the crew in the garage seemed to be genuinely sad to be losing Vettel. Like they gave him a yeah. a weird giant trophy after the race, and like <laughs> he was like going hand them beers and stuff. Like I, I kind of hope that the race illegally, point... by the way, illegally
0: handing them beers really within the law in that country. You're not allowed to drink, are you? In the uh, United Arab? Emirates. Oh
2: right, oh, of course. Yeah, they don't have in champagne public. on the podium. They have, there, yeah, do they? they
0: have rose water on the podium.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm.
1: There I could have became. been alcohol-free beers. Could have Actually, been. Actually, knowing Heineken, it we probably don't, was. We don't, you know, we don't know that for a fact. Just before <laughs> we incriminate yeah. Sebastian Vettel. Our, our lawyers <laughs> would like
2: to point out that we don't know for a fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, all alleged. Alleged. It makes me kind of hope that the Racing Point crew kind of take to Vettel next season in the same way. And that, like they keep the driver they love in the team and Vettel keeps the kind of family of the crew around him sort of thing because mm. it, it feels like two very similar situations of teams losing drivers there. I mean, it was notable that um, Vettel on the radio after the race when he did his nice song and stuff, he said lots of nice things about the people in the garage, but he didn't say much about any of the, the hiring ups within the team. <laughs> yeah, The notable absence of management in that. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy his little song though. That was very sweet.
0: Yeah. What? So did he read that off of a note or something? I saw you guys chatting. Yeah, yeah it chatting looks it like.
2: So apparently, that's a famous Italian song that he'd like written yeah. his own lyrics to, and it looked like he had kept a piece of paper inside one of his gloves. It looked like he took his glove off, and then he had a, he's holding up a yeah. bit of paper in front of his steering wheel while he was there doing the cool down. Lap.
0: Oh, that's really sweet, isn't
2: it? It really was, and. Um, I don't know if you saw the helmet that he uh, gave to um, Leclerc yeah. as well after the race. With the, no, uh, what was that?
1: He's he's basically handwritten a message onto the side of it, saying like how
0: how don't let uh, them bring you down.
1: <laughs> well, basically, yeah, just basically basically saying how impressed he is with Leclerc as a as a young talented
0: teammate. And here we go. I've got I've got, I've got the you have got the full thing.
2: Yeah, here we go um, go on then.
0: Oh, what the! This is what... the sound of Chris trying to read
2: a man's handwriting from a photo. <laughs> no, this is freaking Sky Sports. Like, give you a link to tell you about it, and then don't actually
1: <laughs> don't actually tell you about it. Oh, but did you know we showed darts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You got to oh watch an advert for yeah, Darts before how, you get to read the F1
0: news. How replete with advertising for other Sky programming has the F1 channel oh, Sky become? It's, oh, it's but got really it's bad. Sky,
1: sky Sports in general is just like, did you know you can watch sports on Sky Sports? Yeah. Here's a list of sports available on yeah. Sky
0: Sports. <laughs> the old, sports. the old rivalry will be settled this weekend. That
1: is, I've said, I've said this before. It does remind me of that Mitchell and Webb. Sketch, which probably makes sense to no one outside oh, yeah. of the UK, but it's Team still A will face
0: Team B in the yeah. rivalry that will end all rivalries this weekend. <laughs> it's, it, on It's the sport time for the show.
1: decider to settle the score of the previous score from previous games. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, okay, I found it. So Good time filling, Stu. High five. <laughs> You're welcome. You're
1: welcome.
2: Yeah, so like, Leclerc was wearing a replica of Seb's helmet with, a, with Thank You Seb on top. But then the helmet that Seb gave uh, Charles after the race it was handwritten on top. He said, to Charles, you are the most talented driver I came across in 15 years of F1. Don't waste it. Whatever you do, be happy and smile. Thanks for everything.
0: She's just really, oh, just really a, sweet. Isn't it? What a it?
2: guy! What a he's guy! He's just such a nice person. I'm, I, I'm <laughs> honestly wow. so glad he's staying in F1 next year. Yeah, I can't believe I went for so
0: long not liking him. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I know. i feel <laughs> bad. When he was at Red Bull. I feel guilty yeah. for not liking him. That's such a nice thing. I suppose. I suppose age makes everyone a bit nicer, doesn't it? As you get yeah, older, you, and... you, you do become a bit less of a dick. <laughs> yeah, <And> he's, <laughs> he's, he's old you now. He's
2: got kids and stuff. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. he's probably a bit more humble. Bit more humble than maybe yeah. it was during his Red Bull days. He's been humbled by his time with Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, I'll
1: do it. I mean, th- there is an argument to that that is actually part of it because, probably. at a very young age, he was thrust into this championship-winning car yeah. essentially, and yeah. was churning them out. And he didn't he didn't know what failure looked like to a degree mm. in an F one sense. Really, at that point, like mm. the time in Toro Rosso with the with the Winning the rain um, yeah, like- at Monza to then be promoted up to Red Bull and just instantly start winning races and winning titles more or less like he'd not really known struggle in F one to a degree and I think he's probably been humbled a little bit by that experience yeah. at Ferrari but I, I think it's a combination of a few things like I I can't I can't see that he was always it's just an arrogance that comes with winning I think I think you get to a point where you have to believe. I am the best, and I will keep yeah. winning. Otherwise, you're gonna lose that edge. And I, like, I think you see it through them all. I didn't like Alonso at one point at Renault because he was the same, mm. and I didn't like Lewis for a time because he felt exactly the yeah, same. Some was... people still think Lewis is the same. Um, mm. I, they all they all go through it. I think drivers in that position.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say actually, Hamilton sort of definitely the humbling period is a is a is a good way of putting it. Because Hamilton's definitely, I think Hamilton's a much more humble personality in Formula mm-hmm. One now than what he was when he first started. Obviously, he was a young man when he first started, just like Vettel. And those, and a similar situation, went into a championship winning team very early on and was in the fight for championships and winning races from basically from yeah. day dot in Formula One. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, yeah, of course, like that kind of success, that amount of success at that age is going to make you feel invincible isn't it and you, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get when everyone around you is telling you as well that you're you know, the king of the world then at some point you're gonna start believing it because everyone's saying yeah. it to you yeah absolutely so you can understand them how they get into this like sort of I guess what could be perceived as quite an arrogant um, mindset but then yeah as they've it shows the sort of strength of character in both those people because as they've come through the 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 humbling period in both of their stories, then now they show this side of their personality that is much more considered and much more thoughtful and 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 outward looking and you know more yeah. world bit better worldview than what they probably yeah. would have had when they were enclosed in that bubble. And remember as well, they've come through they've grown up just in motor racing, in the motor racing bubble the chest thumping kind of angry ego driven sort of you know my balls bigger than your balls sort of school if you like and it's only when they get to this level that they get the opportunity to sort of step back probably a little bit and you know they've won their championships they are probably they're able to dictate how they use their time a little bit more and they're not pushed around so much by the higher ups because They've proven everything they need to prove and people sort of become desperate to keep them rather than them being desperate for a drive. So it gives them that freedom to express themselves and to do whatever they want. And I think that's when you see the true personality,
2: isn't it? Mm. And I think the other interesting thing is that we've kind of seen uh, Seb and Lewis go through that together and like... Mm. The relationship between the two of them has evolved at the same time like they've kind of gone from just these rivals on track to actually having a lot of respect for each other and seeming to be quite yeah. good friends and stuff it's mm. it's good and i think f1 would be um a lot worse off without both of them so it's, it's definitely nice that we're gonna have them both around yeah. next year whenever hamilton gets around to signing a new contract yeah i'm <laughs> really pleased Vettel's going
0: to the new team and going to be He will be team leader at that team, there's absolutely no doubt about it, regardless of what Stroll's position is inside of it. Yeah, I mean,
2: I do think he's got a lot to prove after these last couple of years at Ferrari, but he deserves the chance to do that for sure.
0: Yeah, I think he'll be just fine. I think he'll be absolutely fine. I think he might even win
2: races. I really hope so.
1: Yeah, I think that with the potential that that car showed this season, there's a good chance he can get some consistency into it as well, but... And there is a difference in the fact that they have said that they're pure, like they're purely developing internally for the next season mm. going forward. Yeah. So Wise it will be. It, I mean, it'll be interesting to see where that leaves them.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. So that's an interesting talking point going into next season. Obviously, there's going to be a few changes to the floors and diffusers and bits and bobs around the car. Um, How quickly do we think, how long do you think it'll take before they recover that lost downforce? I don't think it'll be long at all. I think like two races and they will be back to
2: Testing day one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They're they're the smartest engineers in the world, aren't they? They're going to develop their way out of any downforce Um, I certainly don't think they're going to be, I mean, you can tell by the way they've been testing tyres so aggressively that they know they're going to be end up probably at the end of next season with more downforce than what they've got now. Because it happens every time. It happens all- yeah. every time they try and trim downforce off the cars, they just somehow magically end up with even more downforce. <laughs> well, I remember them mentioning that
1: certain bits were already starting to come off the Mercedes kind of in prep. Um, mm. Like the last three races they've mentioned, but more from like a... a, a Kind of pit lane conversation point of view, like if you listen to say some of Ted's more technical stuff and, and things like that, and they were saying like certain bits have been taken off and put back on, and just to try and see what what effect they were they were going to see, like on track, I guess. So it'd be interesting to see how much of a head start they've already got on that. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, it's not; it's only three months until we hit yeah the ground for don't, testing. Less Tom, than
0: don't. Just don't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's true though. It's too soon. It's too Fourth soon. Fourth of March or something. Stop is it? it. Fourth no, of March. Stop. stop. Fourth, <laughs> fifth, sixth of March something like that. Oh, oh no! I'm, My heart just sunk literally. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll drag us <laughs>
2: kicking and a screaming back to where we were a while back, which is back from the future.
0: Yeah. Oh, just which wait, are... just one sec. But, uh, Mercedes are not the only. Uh, are not the only team to have been. Testing stuff for next year. McLaren have been testing next year's yeah. floor. Um Ferrari we're doing Ferrari, loads of Ferrari stuff. were testing yeah. floors. Yeah, there's been already been like lots of yeah. practice floor testing for next year. So they're already well underway. We're trying to recover this downforce. Chris, go ahead.
2: McLaren got third place in the championship. Uh, yay! Um, Perez's <laughs> retirement definitely made it much easier for them. But even yep. so, an amazing achievement for them. I mean, I think it's fair to say. They've probably had the fourth or fifth fastest car for big chunks mm. of this season. So yeah. to come away yeah. with third is really, Consistency. really impressive.
1: Consistency mm. of both drivers, we've said it before. Yeah, yeah it really is. It's
2: over and over again. Yeah. Consistent drivers and a team that's getting the absolute most out of most situations, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. They've, um, the drivers themselves, I mean, the drivers are going to say it, but the drivers themselves said in an interview, it shows what having two really talented drivers does <laughs> in a team that's yeah. not necessarily got the best car. Like, it's probably had the fourth best car of those four in the fight for third. And we've, we've said it over and over again, and it's, it's, it's worked for them. And it'll be interesting next season, because... Ricardo's going over there. Is Ricardo the question here is is Ricardo as good as Science? Do we rate Ricardo as highly as Science?
2: I do. He should be, based on what we know. Um Yeah. It's gonna there's a lot. The, the driver moves next season is so interesting, especially given yeah. that it's gonna make it so much easier to compare drivers as well, given that we know how well certain drivers are up against other ones. Yeah. Um, it is
0: a nice mix up, isn't it?
2: It really is. But what was I going to say? Yeah, if you consider like, what was it, 2016, I think McLaren were ninth in the championship. Oh, yeah. And the, the speed they've turned around and brought things back is very, very impressive. Um, yeah. Zach Brown has just hired all the right people, hasn't he? We said it before, it's it's yeah. all about just getting the right people in the right roles. Um, Andreas Seidel, I think, has been a massive part of that. Yeah,
0: huge, huge, huge part of it.
2: Yeah, I think I've got that positioned wrong. So I was... Yeah, sorry, it was 2015, they were ninth. 2015, they were ninth. 2016, they were sixth. 2017, back down to ninth. 2018, back up to sixth again. Then 2019, oh, f- they fourth climbed fourth up season, to fourth right? yeah, and then obviously third yeah. again this year. Which is yeah, such an impressive turnaround for him. I mean, after the Honda days, they were just rock bottom, weren't they? So mm. yeah, super duper impressed. As I to say, like the fact that Racing Point have had this retirement made it easy for them. And yes, Racing Point got docked, so those 15 points, but the, the table doesn't lie at the end of the day. And uh, yeah, it, it was a shame Renault couldn't really be in that fight at the end. They've kind of they had those three podiums, but that was sort of nowhere this race, were, were they? Um, yeah, they've been kind of up and down a lot,
0: haven't they? They really
2: have. Yeah, I mean Ricardo had yeah. a decent race. He he was one of the few that stayed out on the safety car and actually made it work because he started hard tires. Then he pitted sixteen laps from the end to finish seventh, just behind the Clarins, which is basically as good as they could have done I think um mm. Ocon was quite a bit further down but yeah um, fifth place in the constructors for Renault has got to be disappointing for them it's not where they expected to be after this many years of this kind of no. new Renault project is it
0: no i think no. though
2: this season you know third to fifth
0: they, they were just so hard fought weren't they yeah
2: like one or two results going slightly differently it could have really changed up those orders. Yeah,
0: well, just that one retirement from um, from Perez and the fact that Perez and Racing Point were docked fifteen points. Remember as well for the yeah. brake yeah. saga. It's unfortunate, really, because the the only sort of disappointing thing I'd say about this is that McLaren. You know, we said the other week that it'd be nice for McLaren to remain outside of that fifteen point window. Yeah, because yeah. you don't have that,
2: yeah, but, every time it's been. Yeah, through. you don't have
0: an asterisk next to your win, yeah. But still, at the same time, like they were outside of that 15-point window a race ago. And as a result of that, they've won the championship that way. So yeah. they, they did get far. I, I think there's still credit to the win because they still... They uh, certain points in the season, well, at that point in the season, they were that far ahead. Mm. So they have earned it; they've absolutely earned the position. There's no taking away the the achievement of finishing third this year in the Formula One championship, is there?
2: No, and I think, without stepping too much into season review territory, which we'll come to in a week or two's time, I would argue that Racing Point, given the car they had, uh, that 15 points shouldn't have mattered. To them, and they should yeah. have been in third position anyway. But yeah. they um, where would
0: Racing Point be if Sebastian Vettel and Charles Leclerc were in their car? <laughs>
1: oh, I mean, I mean, I, I'd have thought it'd be solidly third and potentially second. troubling Red Bulls at times.
2: Yeah, possibly. Do you even think they'd have finished second, second
1: I mean, there'd be second. a good chance of it. It de- depends on if the Ferrari strategy team is still the one making calls. Yeah. <laughs> what if, uh, okay,
0: ne- what, what if um, Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris were in the Racing Point? Where would it finish then?
1: Uh, again, I'd put it third, possibly second.
0: That's bit, what about oh, okay, Ricardo and Ocon then?
1: Probably where it was, maybe yeah. even lower. So yeah. basically, maybe the, the, maybe Renault would have beat. Maybe Renault uh, would have beat. <clears throat> In fact, did they beat Racing Point? We raised point fifth or sixth at the end. Oh, sorry. No, Racing Point was fourth. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I would have put Renault above Racing Point if it had only been Ricardo scoring points for them. Then again, I guess they were in a similar situation anyway.
0: Yeah, that's kind of You'd what You'd probably you found this. that
1: Ricardo would have got like three or four podiums this season instead of just two, would be my guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just it. an interesting concept, isn't it? Because. I think it does show you that the drivers have made a big difference in that midfield this yeah. year. There's no yeah, doubt about it. Very that. much so. It's been very much a driver lineup led championship in that regard. It's kind of yeah. like the Formula One we've always wanted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like for the car not to be the de- the deciding factor. It's it's the real. It's the team. It's the strategy, and it's crucially, it's the drivers that have made yeah the real difference well, in that fight
2: if you look at the final driver standings, the two drivers for the team that came third in the championship finished sixth and ninth in the drivers. Whereas the teams that finished in um, fourth and fifth of the constructors had one driver right up at the top, like Perez fourth, Ricardo fifth. But then their teammates were, where are they? Lance Stroll finished 11th, Ocon finished 12th. And that's kind of the whole story of that third place fight right there, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that is a macrocosm of, of it, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, it it comes back down
1: to like there's there's four very talented drivers in amongst the, those teams there, mm. and you, you'd make two ve- you'd you'd either make two very strong teams out of the four, or you end up in a situation like you are where a couple of them end
0: up with a weaker teammate in comparison, yeah. ooh, ooh. And, and it shows. I've got one more for you.
2: <laughs> Go on.
0: Where would Racing Point have finished if they had Pierre Gasly and Danny Kavir? Yeah. In their car,
1: probably. Has had a hell about of the same. Yeah, I f- I feel like I feel like Gasly Kvyat is a similar scenario to yeah Ricardo Arcon and probably Perez. Maybe not quite Perez. Perez. I feel like Perez. Perez seems to have gone through this like we talked about. It, I think a bit last week. This like massive highs to absolutely. Just shattering lows, <laughs> yeah. And but the the highs have been so good, and the fact that he's been able to bounce back from the lows has been quite impressive. Because there's a lot of things that have happened for him on and off this season that you would think it it just crushed somebody's season. Mm. So to come back the way that he has from these setbacks has been impressive. So I think that he's he's probably been. I mean, I, I think the drivers' standings. It's probably about right for how most of those drivers have performed. I think it's quite an accurate reflection that Perez is the guy that sat there well, yeah. above the rest I mean, you of don't, the yeah. midfield you don't get drivers.
0: A, you don't get a more accurate. Depiction of uh, order of drivers. than how many points they've had over the course of a
1: season? Do you? <laughs> I, I think I think it's more the fact that like you would say though that Perez has outperformed Bottas, but he's behind him in the championship. Do, do you get what I mean? Yeah. If you take that subsection of the midfield drivers that we're discussing right now, I think that the, the the points and their finishing order justifies exactly who's been the most talented, and it's a lot easier to do that in this like subsection in the yeah. middle. Yeah. I think than it is to like say. Or Bottas has not has not performed as well as Perez, Ricardo, Lando Norris, and Carlos Sainz, yeah. in my
0: opinion. Well, let's not forget Perez missed two races as well. Exactly, yeah, which makes yeah.
2: that all the more impressive.
0: Yeah, so he he could have and been he's had
2: two retirements tru- as well. I think, yeah, at yeah. least so if
0: he'd not had those retirements and he'd not been out of two races, he could well have been troubling Verstappen for for third.
2: Yep. Or was he less than a hundred points behind? That the, it sounds yeah, like a lot, but twenty six ninety one yeah, points behind. It's a lot, but you never know. You're right though. I mean, without giving anything away, I'm finding it hard to think who I'm gonna pick for my driver of the season when we come to do season review. I'm not gonna yeah. say any more than that, but it's a I'm finding that a difficult question to answer currently. There's a lot of okay. candidates.
0: That's something for me
2: to start thinking about then.
0: <laughs> he's, he's got cards and he's keeping them close yeah. to his chest. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even know we were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll Always do that. Do you I not, re- do you not do remember
2: that. last year we picked Carlos Sainz and then Ferrari heard us and signed him? Yeah, I, we, we are the we are the kingmakers.
0: I, mean, I, I don't remember last Friday. I don't remember who was fastest yeah. in practice on Friday in either session. No one minds that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so true. What else is there to talk about from the race? Uh, I thought Kimi Raikkonen had a pretty decent final race of the season. Uh, he finished ahead of the Ferraris in 12th place. Um, it, it seemed to have a really good pace all race, but unfortunately 12th was about the best that car could manage, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, probably. Uh, it's, it's just a very Ferrari way for the season to end as well for them too. For the two Ferraris to end the season as not the fastest Ferrari-powered car in the <laughs> yeah. standings. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, a season to forget for them. But honestly, I'm struggling to find much else that happened in that race to talk about. It wasn't Um, a great one.
0: Where did the boy George Russell finish? 15th, I think he was.
2: 15th, yeah.
1: Two places ahead of Teefy.
2: Yeah. Um, Fittipaldi was pretty impressive again. I mean, he came last, but he also had to make... Was he four pit stops? He ended up making. He had a engine air leak and had to keep going to top up an air tank. Apparently. Oh really? Yeah, which is why he made <laughs> three or four pit stops. But pace wise, he was considering it's the second weekend he's ever been in an F one car, or yeah. for a good good amount of time. Anyway, he was he was solid. I thought I thought he's worth a mention. He did a really good job.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good I, pace. I, I feel a bit as sorry
1: as
2: well. for him because
1: because of the where he's has He's basically been ignored. Like you'd be forgiven for forgetting that he was on the grid for the last two races. Completely, yeah. In all honesty, because I do not remember them showing him once. In all honesty, or like interviewing him after. Post- like I just no. It, but then it, it's almost like he wasn't there, which I feel I feel a bit bad for. It was it, the same right? for He deserves some. Only, yeah, but it's a good job. I, well, it sort of came to 3 note. Yeah, he's he had a, in a barrier to get some attention. Yeah. That's why he did
0: it. <laughs> um, yeah, Fitzpaldi did. Uh, no, I thought Fitzpaldi did a really good job. He did a really, really good job last race, and he's done another good job, stand up job for him um, this race as well. Who knows, with uh, Mazapan up to his uh, weird activities, then yeah, maybe, well, maybe he's lined up as a replacement because I don't know if I'd want. Someone, that kind of behaviour in my team.
2: Should we should we talk a little bit bit about Mazepin briefly, mm. very briefly? Because obviously, yeah. what he got up to last week was abhorrent. Basically, um, I mean, for me, that was the worst and most recent in a long line of things he's done that make me not want him to be in a Formula One car, and. Mm. I mean, it sounds like has been keeping the cards very close to their chest and saying, I'll do it internally. It sounds like they're going to give him a talking to behind the scenes and then try to brush this whole thing under the carpet. I'm not sure that's going to fly in the world of Formula 1, to be honest. I don't imagine most yeah. of the drivers on that grid are looking forward to having to mix with him next season. Um, yeah. I mean, it sounds like he's going to be there. I don't know about you guys, but I have... No interest in talking about him next year unless we absolutely have to. <laughs> like, unless he does something in a race that has to be talked about, then I don't feel like I'm. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen given his racing standards. Well, the, F2 the thing with is, Miller. It's, it's that there was really interesting discussion during I think it was practice one or two about the fact that he in F two this season came very close to getting a race ban, and they were saying, well. They're all FIA-sanctioned events. Why don't these penalty points carry over? Like, if he's done enough things in a year to warrant a race ban, just because he's moved up a series, that doesn't undo all the bad things he does. Like, is there an argument for these things to carry across? (laughs) Um, But I think you're right, Tom. I don't think it's going to be long before he starts doing things again, close to that again. Um, Well, I mean, but
0: usually, I mean, the universe has a way of sort of sorting these things out by itself. The universe has its own desires. And its own plan. For, I certainly hope so. <laughs> for what it wants for Fittipaldi and for Nikita mazapan I think. And, I
2: think all of his um discretions up to this point have been the kind of things that um you can wave a checkbook underneath someone's nose and make go away. And I don't think mm-hmm. that's going to be the case once yeah. he gets into the world of Formula yeah. One. Within but, the team, maybe, but wider than have, that.
0: Have you ever tried waving a checkbook in, under the nose of the universe, Chris? <laughs> doesn't work. The universe cares not for your it money.
2: It does not. <laughs> not, for not your coins. Not a jot. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you'd have thought after the rich energy fiasco, Hass would maybe uh-huh. know a little better than to uh, be getting well, into bed with questionable money sources. But
0: yeah, I suppose. But the universe sorted that one out, didn't it? The universe it did. intervened there. Without Very much so. Quietly intervened and just dealt with the issue, so maybe the universe will help us out again for this one. Um
2: shall we move on? Yeah, that's that's the most I want to talk about that guy for as long as possible. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> okay. Um
0: sh- is that more or less covers the race, isn't it? I think we've It we does really it. so d- we did mention that Verstappen won it, right? We <laughs> did, yeah. Oh. <laughs> good, good. Okay, so it's probably time for us to pick a D O T D, driver of the day.
2: Hmm.
0: Long lists, short lists. What are we thinking?
2: I mean, it's probably Verstappen. Like the we normally look at people who've like made their way forward. The driver that made up the most places in the race was Daniel Ricciardo, and he gained a grand total of four positions. So Mm. (laughs) it's not Mm -hmm. like there was a great. I think if Perez had stayed in the race, he maybe would have made up like ten or twelve places, but. Yeah, there's not many. I mean, I thought Albon did a solid job. Um, yeah. Norris and Signs both did really well yeah. to bring it home in fifth and sixth.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Where did Gasly start? He made up a few places. Um, he made up a place. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be Verstappen for me. You know, it's not it's very often we pick to look the past winner in a race like
1: this, as well, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it all comes down to context of the race, and it was quite a dominant performance from him. Really, hmm.
0: for me, I'm going to go Lando Norris um, because it's. Uh, if I could give it to two drivers, I would give it to both him and Carlos Sainz because it's that it's it's their drives this weekend, their solid performances this weekend that have got them that third in the championship. I think it's crucial for mm-hmm. them both to have a really good race. Yeah and um, they've come up with the goods. They've, um Lando was always going to lose that fourth place again in qualifying to the faster Red Bull. I think there's no doubt about that. Um but he showed during qualifying that he's got the goods when it comes to, you
2: know. Saturday yeah, afternoon. that was that was the lap of qualifying for sure. His qualifying yeah, lap was really time. impressive.
0: Hell of a lap. So I think all that together, I know it's of the day technically, but all, all of that together I think probably Lando Norris edges it over Carlos Sainz for me.
2: Um, I'm sticking with Verstappen.
0: And who have you got, Tom? I I think it's Verstappen with an honourable
2: mention for Lando, to be honest. Yeah,
0: That's fair enough. Fine. Fine. A, A
2: rare race winner getting driver of the day.
0: Let's move on to move of the day. Were there any moves? Let's move of the day. I I rewatched
2: the highlights and I saw three, and they were all Gasly So yeah, I'm gonna say it was the Gasly show in that respect. I think. Uh, I think the pick of them for me was on the second lap when he got past Ocon because Ocon squeezed him right to the inside, and he sort of threw it in with a couple of wheels off the track. It was a it was a decent one. Were there any more that anyone spotted?
0: I definitely didn't.
1: No, it was the Gasly ones. Those are the Gasly ones for me. And any of them, I think you could probably take your pick from, to be honest. Gasly it is then. Yeah, he was. um, There's probably some good onboard footage to probably dig out of that.
2: Yeah, I've not seen any yet, but
1: I'm sure that exists somewhere. Mm. Yeah. A good little highlight reel, I think that.
0: Cool. And uh, the last last one. Honestly, what the f are we doing here? Was there any WCF There was week? Like, there was something I happen? said to
1: Chris during the race. I'm gonna to have to look back through messages to find <laughs> it now. Was what it something was it?
0: that um, David Croft said? It's gotta be.
1: <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it was that in this
2: scenario. Um, you
1: you you guys debate, and I'll scroll backwards in my messages. There was
3: <laughs> I, I.
2: I thought f- um, Ferrari giving Seb a like Champions League replica trophy. Yeah. <laughs> It was yeah, just a bit, it was, it was a bit weird, bizarre, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a bit like, like I can see, like it was a nice gesture, but it all it felt a bit like participation trophy. <laughs>
0: yeah, banter trophy. Yeah,
2: that was a bit odd, but it was kind of heartwarming in its own way. Um, what else? Oh my, my one
1: during the race was the interesting moment that our favorite service, AWS Graphics, oh, no. showed <laughs> that. Both Ferrari cars had a g- identical tyre condition despite being on different compounds. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> it was like, it was the, the fronts were both on 50 for both cars and the rears were both on 30% for both cars. And then I was like, but hang on a minute, they they're this, on different compounds. Have <laughs> they
0: had the tyres on for the same amount of time or a different amount of
1: time? Yeah, they've both got fresh tyres on. <laughs>
0: Wow. So it was.
1: It was impressive. I guess, like, that... I don't
0: know. Like, I guess uh, there's kind of insight that without like shooting you down, that there is kind of insight there that they're trying to get. Across. I'm not defending the graphics because I am the first to sort of shout out when well, graphics look daft. But I think like it is possible if one driver's wearing the tires more than the other, and they want to illustrate that. But then they need to make a better point of of saying That's this entire... Yeah, but
1: also, that wasn't happening. Well, obviously, if
0: it's not even the case, then fair enough, WTF award. Awarded.
1: <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying it needs the award, but it no. was just a moment that made me go, here we go again.
2: <laughs> oh, I've, yeah. got, I've got one. Ooh, go, go on. When, when Perez retired, and it was he gets out of the car. He's obviously absolutely devastated. The team are devastated. And then just to rub salt in the wounds, he has to, on TV broadcast around the world, get in a golf cart that's got a Rudolph nose and antlers on it and a little bit of tinsel <laughs> and some lights. <laughs> just to like really rub in the fat that he's having to be driven back to the pit lane. Man,
0: that's banter. Short of like Santa's sleigh picking him up. Yeah, pretty uh... much. <laughs> wow. I quite like that. That's, that's, that's got good. My vote.
1: I mean, that can have it
2: for me, actually. Yeah. The, it's either uh, that or just WTF, are we doing here, here being the Yas Marina circuit for a season yeah, closer? <laughs> like, yeah, why are we even bothering them with this? Yeah, what are we literally I doing mean, here?
0: It, I feel bad for it because it, the one thing that it, it could have going for it is it, as a final race of the season is a championship could be decided there. And that's obviously what they want. They want championships to be decided at the, at the final race of the season. Of course they do. They want it to run that long. And But if, then... The series wasn't inherently flawed than it would, but it's just not going to happen with the way things are currently. And even if it does happen, yeah. when you've got a circuit that doesn't generate racing, a racetrack that doesn't generate racing, then you've got fundamental problems. I don't know why they don't, they need to really look at the layout of that track and sort of do something about it. Make it so they've got options. It's a it's literally a field of tarmac. They could. It's a supermarket car park. They could do anything there. But um, they insist on keeping this same layout, and it's just, when are they going to realise that it's just not working? It's not generating good uh, good racing.
2: And the problem maybe is they don't care.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I, don't, I think they I, think that's, no, I don't think that's fair. I think they'd prob- they probably they do care. I'm I not. They do
2: care. Sh- I'm, sure there's, there's, I'm sure there's people there that do care. I'm just not sure those are the people who have the money and the decision making power. But that's yeah. wild speculation on my part. I don't know that for a fact.
1: I mean, there is there is bits of the circuit you could change the layout of, but the the annoying thing is the bits that you can change aren't necessarily. Yeah, the, the problem. problem parts. The problem bits are the ones like we've said, the bit around the the Marina Bay that just like the mm. actual. But you can uh, it's forgive just, them. It presents for a, nothing.
0: Every, every track has at least one or two corners on them that are. You know, not overtaking corners or, or complex sections of track that don't really mean too much. Like even, I would argue that even Suzuka has a bit at the end that's a bit Mickey Mouse. That you don't really, you don't yeah. really need that chicane. Like you could get rid of but, that chicane and still have. Great but that
1: chicane does present overtaking opportunity coming yeah. round. Yeah, it does coming round that sort of. It's flat out now, isn't it? Really. Um, one thirty R, and so the, yeah know, they're coming round that at some ridiculous speed, and it's it's a heavy braking zone now. That that chicane, so I mean, it presents overtaking similar to what the t- the two that we've got at Abu Dhabi yeah. do after the two long straights. Mm. But like, I mean, the one at the, as you're coming towards the end of like the opening sector. So they start coming down the hill towards the hairpin and then there's that chicane that's there and i can see why that layout of the circuit is being used because it presents a breaking zone into a couple of slow corners that then lead into the hairpin rather than just swooping around to the hairpin so i, c- I can understand why it's there but because of the nature of the fast corners before it that breaking zone Kind of take something a bit special to be right behind someone and be able to have a go into it, I think. So you're talking so about it's like five and
0: six before y- the yes, hairpin. I think it'll be five
1: before the hairpin. Before the hairpin the, onto the, the first, first long straight. straight. Right,
0: okay, yeah. yeah. So I think you could get rid of that. <clears throat> you could get rid of five and six. And the, just problem,
1: I I is the problem I think the problem is this. is the runoff at the. They, they
2: have to have it because of the runoff. Yeah, because. Mm. I mean, should I quickly mention. Because we, we had a to pluck into the inbox, Oscar Felding wrote in about exactly this. He said, I was struggling to stay away during this race again. Is it possible to change corners of a track, remove some or do a new layout? And I think that is like, we've already got a situation at this track where there's a hole underneath the grandstand to add more runoff. Like they, for all the space they have, they have kind of seem to have boxed themselves in unnecessarily. Like the, Mm. the hairpin backs onto that big Ferrari theme park. So they can't really build anything else there. And there's a massive grandstand the first chicane at the end of the first big straight they've already got runoff area underneath the grandstand the next straight they've not got a ton of room to play with because it's by the marina and it's i don't know it's they i think they do need to do something because there are multiple layouts of that circuit but i don't think yeah, well, like, any of them tur- i think turn 8 you could cuz if you if you
0: if you got rid of the chicane at the end of the first long straight and just had a one long, massive, long, basically no breaking zone up until right where turn eleven is now. Yeah. Then you could have like basically a drag strip running down that entire back back straight. That it could just be one big almost one big arch that goes all the way around the top of the track. And you could get slipstream and overtaken that way. Yeah, be, that would be that's an idea. a really simple solve to that problem. I don't know. It, again, it's a runoff thing. If they're going crazy, crazy speeds by the time yeah. they get to where Turn Eleven is now, then you know maybe not. Or maybe they can add a chicane in sort of halfway down the second straight and get rid of the chicane, which is now currently Turn Eight and Turn Nine. As I look at this map. Um, there there there's definitely ways around it. Like you there's there's absolutely no doubt in my mind you could adjust each there's not a single track on the calendar that you that you that you couldn't adjust one way or another season mm. to season. And I don't think it'd be necessarily a bad thing because it makes it difficult for the teams to find setups for the tracks. It changes the dynamic, it mixes it up every single season and it it'll stop things like Mercedes being dominant at every race all season because it, it forces everyone to develop their cars in In more creative different ways Mm. so it could be in in changing the regulations to solve the problem for one particular track like we're doing here you actually almost by accident solve a lot of the problems that are in formula one (laughs) at the moment which is it can be very difficult to overtake at certain tracks
1: yeah i I wonder if there'd be an argument i suppose no i don't think it actually right now i'm thinking about it out loud but i was going to say i wonder if there's an argument to um to kind of reverse the circuit because the you know the final turn that towards is obviously that sort of 90 degree right-hander yeah you can you can come out of that differently it doesn't have to be a night it wouldn't have to be 90 degree left if you um if it went the other way, but I don't know how that... Because it links back up different, you know, for one of the shorter variants of the track. So there might might have been something you could do that way, but I don't know if it would work or not. It'd be interesting seeing (laughs) them go into the pits through the tunnel and come out the other way. Yeah. I think
2: another thing they could do Mm. is that little complex before the hairpin that leads onto the back straight maybe turn that more into the last couple of corners at um, Istanbul Park where it's kind of a double switch back where it's, you yeah. slowed right down and it's almost entirely mechanical grip rather than the mm. aero corners and that might help punch some onto the back straight but I don't know Yeah, it's it's, it's
0: just... they, they
1: struggle for space there because it's it's around buildings, that's yeah. yeah that's the that crux got of it. They, it, they're, really they're, that lim- that they're point limited point to point. what they can do in the first place because of that um, um like e- either side of the circuit you've got if it's not like highway or or whatever it be like some kind of mint like um public access road kind of thing if it's not that it's it's water <laughs> yeah it's like it's the harbor it's it's the it's the canal would it be a canal I don't know it's like uh, a man made it's a, a, a man made it's a marina <laughs> it, it isn't the marina just the the harbor bit though well, yeah, that's what a marina is, though.
0: It's it's a posh harbour. <laughs>
1: yeah, but no. What I'm trying to get at is, is, like there's a canal system. There's a canal system that goes into the marina. That's alongside yes. all the circuit is what I'm trying to get. at.
0: Oh, like. you mean the big? Yeah, you just mean the big canal. Yeah, this is essentially I said, it's isn't just it? a canal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's
0: what I said. <laughs> 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 we have arrived at a canal. <laughs> Um, there is space that halfway down the, uh, what is it, the, the second straight, right ahead of the grandstand, actually, you could, in theory, put a chicane in there. if you. And there is also space to link up those two bits of circuit, looking at it from a satellite photo. Mm. So if you're listening, Ross, <laughs> give it a whirl.
1: Just, just scrub it all out and start again. Ross fall, doesn't yeah.
0: that. There are interesting parts of this track, though. I think, like once you, uh, where are we? If you, if you, when you're, so the few turns before you get to um, after the second straight, there's the chicane, and then you do a yep. uh, you do the left the off camera left hander. That sequence of three corners into that turning braking zone before you go under the hotel. That's a yeah. Really, that's pretty cool exciting bit of racetrack that's probably the best bit of that racetrack that is as martin brundle would say it is the yeehaw moment of the racetrack (laughs) um so keep that i think that bit's really good and you know keep keep the bit where you go under the hotel because it's that's kind of your, your your unique feature of this racetrack i guess um and you know that back bit yeah it's all a bit mickey mouse but like i said every every circuit's got its own mickey mouse bits turn one's fine those few corners after turn one, those f- high speed left right sort of S's, they're, they're good. Um, mm, see, I, I think turn one could is... do
2: with tightening up a bit, maybe, but because it's not mm. much of an event these days, is it? But it is no, like, like it not. is it is that kind of middle section, and that they have got space there to be fair. Like, if you look at the aerial photo, there's all kinds of alternative layouts through there. Like, there is space to do yeah. some different stuff, but mm. it, ain't, it ain't cheap business building racetracks.
0: No, the the I will say the runoff at the end of the second straight is basically into the water if they, yeah. if they go into yeah, it. it so you're yeah. going to struggle there, but definitely, which is know, again,
1: it's another reason for the chicane being the way it is to to stop them before that wall. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I'm saying like put put a chicane further up that that's second straight. Yeah, and, potentially, and link up. You know the 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 first half of that second straight with the second half of the first one. That way, yeah, I, I wish you could see my mouse moving because I'm literally looking at the shit <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> m- linking them up with my uh, with my mouse. Um, but yeah, linking, that just give you that bit of extra time to get a slipstream and get a really good and and maybe get around some people into the chicane that would be ahead of the grandstand. It almost looks like from this aerial photo that they've left that area clear in front of the grandstand to put a chicane in. <laughs> it's just we, like wasteland.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
0: Anyway, anyway, we should uh, we we digress. Let's move on. Yeah.
2: Should we do prediction result.
1: Yes, That's next, doesn't it? Okay. Nice. So it was all on the line um, for listeners. So I mean. Uh, it's pointless really covering us because we all just got Bottas second. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't we didn't know the points here, so nothing really changed between the three of us. Um, in terms of listener results, uh, we got two people finish on three points. That was the highest score for this week. So Aaron Anderson and Zoe F both scored three points, both for different combos. Zoe went for a double max with Bottas second, which came off, obviously, and uh, Aaron went for... Max as a winner with Perez as the first DNF and again uh, Bottas second. I mean, most people got most things. Not not many people got 19 finishes, I'll admit, but it wasn't just a lone one or two rogue guesses. There was quite a few people even still got that. Um, and same with Sergio Perez. A few people were the pessimists like I wish I had been. Um, but in terms of the overall standings, that leaves us with an overall season champion. Just one as well. No tied places, nothing like that. An outright winner. And that person is Nathan Bailey
2: with 32 Whoa. points over the as course if... of the season. <laughs> mm.
0: That's amazing.
2: Having only entered 15 graduation. races as well, which is all the more impressive. Yeah, he's yeah, He's I been am. there and thereabouts all season though, hasn't he? <laughs>
1: yeah and and to be fair we've we've also got an outright second and an outright third as well which is i didn't expect after how close it was the last couple of races but whit happens uh, and lee scott were second and third with 31 and 30 points respectively as well so that is our podium of finishes
2: i guess for this season god just one point apart as well one two and three yeah
1: very very close um are you bothered about where we are or you not I mean, well,
2: for the sake of completionism, let's find out. Do
1: you know? Do you know what Chris? From where you were at one point in the season, <laughs> I'm, I'm quite pleased with oh, you. Wow. Ended up. I'm <laughs> impressed. I'm quite impressed. <laughs> you you you're 75th with 20 points. I'll take that. And I mean, coming from a triple digits not so long ago, that's that's yeah. not too bad. Um, it was close between me and you, but you were 43rd with 24 and a half. Mm. And I was thirtieth with twenty five. I think the fact that we had such similar predictions for this weekend just <laughs> gone. Yeah, it, you, we, it relied on a single thing, and that was the number of finishes. Yeah, it's a shame. I couldn't. It's else. a
0: shame I couldn't do the last episode. Well, it's a shame we couldn't do the predictions live on the last episode. Yes, it um, is very much. It so. It would have been a, probably might have been a different story. Really, we could have come out different. Yeah, stories, we all did, all did all them independently. Separately, and... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in fact, I can guarantee it would have ended up differently because i would have deliberately made very different predictions from yeah me. likewise <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um but hey ho here we are um half a point i'm you know I, i'm not displeased with a half a point gap i feel like it's, it's been a tight run season i think i do think we should do something about the point system though i think we've got a lot of ties here that we need to address <laughs> next
2: year let's uh let's let's not have a <laughs> annual general meeting on the podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the AGM. <laughs> just, just trying to push
0: an agenda here, guys. I don't know if you're interested.
1: <laughs> I, I can guarantee you there's a handful of people
2: that won't want to change the
1: scoring <laughs> yeah, systems. Can, Nathan Bailey, well. for example.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, congrats to Nathan, though. Uh, drop us a message and we will organise getting a, a, your season winner prize to you. Yeah,
0: so many entrants this year. Goodness, loads of them.
2: I'm afraid we won't be yeah. able to send you a trophy as big as uh, Seb got,
3: though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I just point it's out... Was a just, tin just... Foil. <laughs> <laughs> it did look very light when they picked it up. It looked very light, ah. didn't it? We, we, we were saying at the time it looked like it was plastic, the way they were lifting it. <laughs> um, I will just point out, for the sake of like clarity with what we were saying last week, Chris, Amazon Web Services scored no points this week. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Alas. <What? laughs> I mean they did go for Kevin Magnuson fastest qualifier George Russell winner Lewis Hamilton first DNF, 7 finishes <laughs> <laughs> and Bottas 13 so, Amazon Web
0: Services yeah.
2: on point again yeah congratulations that's amazing Amazon I didn't realise
0: there was an Amazon Web Services account That's so yeah weird. you missed
2: all this last week yeah. <laughs> should we quickly mention the young driver test that will probably be happening as people are listening to this actually yeah, quite um, possibly, I'll say, will be. I say young driver test. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, <here we> go.
2: <laughs> it includes Stoffel van Dorn who's made 41 race starts, Sebastian Buemi, 55 race starts, uh, Fernando Alonso, 311 race starts, and two world championships, um, <laughs> and Robert Kubica, 97 race starts. So. Well. But there are some actual young names in there that are worth mentioning. <laughs>
1: oh, I, I'm surprised you didn't do the collective age of the four of them. I oh, was I, really I hoping dread, that was that was your final I dread stick. to
2: think. Yeah. Um yeah, it's a bit of a farce, really. But interestingly, Mercedes are running their Formula E team with <laughs> Stoff Van Dorn and Nick DeFries. Um It's <laughs> actually gonna be gonna be the first time Nick DeFries drives an F1 car because he was a McLaren Young driver for a long time and never actually got in an F1 car. So good to see him getting a chance. Mm. Um, uh, there was talk at one point that uh, <laughs> he who shall not be named again was supposed to be in the Mercedes because he's done some testing them before and he quietly got dropped out of that seat after last week's shenanigans. <laughs> Toto's um, like, nah, nah, fam. nah. <laughs> they claim it's not because of that, but it, it probably is. Uh, Yuri Vips in the Red Bull, which will be cool to see. Um, we've been mentioned a few times this year. He's a driver to keep an eye on. McLaren and Racing Point are not bothering attending because they had, haven't really got any young drivers they fancy. Uh, Running and they threw their toys at the pram because they weren't allowed to run any current drivers. Uh, Gwen Yuzu is going to be alongside Fernando Alonso, Ferrari running Robert Schwartzman and Antonio Fuoco, who are also two quite exciting young drivers. Yuki Snowda is going to be in the Alpha Terry alongside Marino Sato. Um, again, Yuki Snowda probably going to get announced as an Alpha Terry driver any day now. It's, it's the new worst kept secret in F1. Yeah, um. Yep. And then Alfa Romeo, Calamalos is going to be uh, rounding out the year with a F1 test. Um, and then Hassa only running Mick Schumacher. <laughs> Again, they do have another driver who's going to be a rookie next year, conspicuously absent at the young driver test. Hmm. Uh,
1: the collective age of the four drivers previously mentioned is 135.
2: That's, no, it's not a young driver test.
1: Th- th- 39, 28, 36, and 32. <laughs>
2: When... Oh, I forgot Williams. Uh, Jack Aitken is getting uh, another run, <laughs> uh, and Roy Nisani in the other one. So oh, at no, least nice. Jack Aitken didn't go all the way to Abu Dhabi for nothing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, so shall we move on to some Inbox? Let's. let's.
1: Uh, keep me saying now. But stay, but stay out. Inbox, um, inbox, Hey, man. Hey, man.
0: Uh, um, I'll start us off. Alex Thompson says... After a fairly dull race, I saw a good article about alternative finale venues. What would be your choices from the normal oh. calendar? Oh, oops. Well, we saw <laughs> so calendar that one I well. accidentally do did, you did know, that one <laughs> earlier. You didn't do yours, I did. Yeah, you do, didn't give mine. us one. Um, what was yours, Chris? Uh, Sapelo. You said Sapelo. And, what was, and
1: was I, your... I said Yeehaw, Texas.
0: Texas. <laughs> I think my instinct as soon as I saw Japan. Um Japan would have been rad. Like I it's always a nice place to go. It's always a good circuit to go to. Um I'm always the most excited, I think, for that race every year yeah. just because it's such a fantastic track. Those S's at the start, the Degnas, 130R, like oh, it's
2: just such it, a such an exciting circuit. It is a classic season close as well. Like we've had plenty of uh total yeah. deciders there over the years.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: So, yeah, there's
0: your answer. There's an answer for okay. um for Alex.
1: Uh, Ryan F1 said, the development race in the midfield has been the most extreme in a long while. Do you think they might catch up to the top runners next season? And just for fun, who do you want to take third next year? Ooh. From a McLaren Mercedes, which it will be, obviously, mm-hmm. Alpine as it will be, Aston Martin as they will be, <laughs> or Ferrari staying the
3: same?
0: <laughs> I'd love to see McLaren. Um, hold on to that
2: position yeah i think they'll do well too given that they're having to shoehorn an engine in a car that's not designed for it next year um honestly i just want all of those to be in the fight to be honest yeah like if we can have another like super close midfield and then have them closer to the top two and nicking results off them as well like that's what i really want from this
0: yeah, and, I mean it's enough and, of a difference that you could see a little bit of movement especially in the midfield you could see someone really make it after. I mean you could even see one of the top teams make a real hash of it and lose, yeah. Yeah. lose a ton of downforce well and look at Ferrari this year lose any. exactly and Ferrari are confident about their engine next year as well so. yeah Ferrari are going to be way yeah.
2: further up next year without a doubt I think I'm actually quite excited for um, having uh, Vettel in his new Aston Martin fighting with the Ferraris at some point next year that'll be good fun yeah Mm. I, I'm I'm excited to also, also
1: see Alonso in this Alpine alongside that fight. Yeah. That, I'm that should be Go pretty good. I was, oh, it's just like the new young guys, isn't it? It's, it's well, I say young. Char- Carlos has been around a little while now, but it's those two trying to restore Ferrari glory versus mm. the old guard in some pretty also long-standing names like Aston Martin. Mm. Yeah. Although they've not been around F1 much. There's still a very big name in motorsport, yeah. and Alpine. Like, I mean, for those that don't necessarily know the name, you just have to look at um, sports car racing and rally car racing uh, to see how much of an influence they've had on motorsport. Yeah, but M- motorsport yeah. is like it's, it's Renault, effectively, isn't it? Is it? But Renault, it's yeah. like it's kind of like Renault's AMG, I guess would be maybe. A... Uh,
0: no, it's kind of it's more like <sighs> imagine what a bar far to fit
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that's probably a better one. Yeah.
0: It's more like that, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like what smart are to uh, Mercedes? <laughs> 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 mm, that's sweet, smart
2: Roadster. <laughs> <laughs> Next question from K. Mangum ninety five. Although I agree this track could be improved to make overtaking better, I think that this race wasn't really that bad. We've just been spoiled this season with nearly zero bad races. Mm. Would people be moaning as much if this race wasn't in one of the most exciting seasons in years? Probably I think there's something to people, be said for that.
0: People moan a lot, so probably yeah. they would be moaning as much. But I think I think um, they're right. I think it, I said this actually myself. Like. We've been treated to a hell of a season up to now. And, you know, an average race is going to look much more average in a season like we've had. It's very true. And without the average ones, you wouldn't enjoy the great ones so much.
2: It's true. But I still think this was a bad race, whatever season you put it in.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. It could have been a great race if they just changed the track around a bit.
2: Yeah,
1: I I think the... The thing that was a bit of a nail for this one was the um the fact that the the good argument that you've been able to have for most of the season is even if Lewis or someone has run away with it at the front, I mean, generally speaking, that has been Lewis, but even if somebody else has, you've been able to watch like a lot of like wheel to wheel combat and action up and down the rest of the grid. And we didn't even really see that. For the most part, other than probably Gasly. Like, I mean, Stroll was stuck behind Vettel for twenty something laps, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Just trundling along behind yeah. him. And you'd expect that car to be able to overtake
2: yeah. the
1: other. So I think that was probably the
2: the issue with it for me. Yeah. I mean well, I mean, look historically at this track, like Alonso lost a championship because he got stuck yeah. behind Petrov for an entire race. The yeah. the year um Rosberg won the title. Hamilton basically was driving around at about sixty miles an hour for half the race, and no one could still overtake anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's
0: just it just something. Eventually, something's got to give. Like they've got to. We've been we're, we're labouring it now, but like they've just got to do something to make this this circuit better because it's for too long now. It's not cut the mustard. It's the season finale. It, just every year, it leaves us with a damp squib, and that's not how it should be. It should be no. The, you know, you want to be left wanting more. You don't want to be left glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, next question: Charlie Barnes, long-time friend of the podcast. Charlie Barnes says, "What's your perfect Sunday? <laughs> one where I'm not, not at work. Race. One where I'm not at work, and I'm able to watch Formula One freely is my perfect <laughs> Sunday."
2: Do you know what actually? And it's something we didn't have this year. And it's being at an actual racetrack with you two yeah. watching a race. Yeah. That yeah. that's a perfect Sunday that I've sorely yeah. missed this year. And I really yeah. hope we get to do next year. Yeah. Let me I, describe I in detail that.
0: to you my perfect <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Oh, is that the time we need to move on? I open
1: my eyes. (laughs) You don't need to say you open your eyes. Everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I I breathe in, (laughs) I breathe out. (laughs) The day begins anew. (laughs) Uh, Oh, next next one.
0: one.
1: Uh, Thomas Hardesty. Uh, It was a dull race to end a thrilling season, and thank you guys for keeping us entertained. Uh, Looking at the cancelled Vietnam race, have you tried it on the F1 game, and what are your thoughts? Uh, would it have been another Abu Dhabi, a colourless and drab track with little overtaking? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for your kind words, Thomas.
0: Yes. I it. Yeah, it's very kind.
2: I have tried that track on the F1 game. And I did oh. two laps and oh. could not get my head around it and haven't gone back since. It's just really really weird like every corner i arrived to you you kind of as you come in towards a corner even if you've never seen it before you can kind of get a feel for how it's going to be based on the sort of geometry of everything else around the circuit it felt like every corner i came to it, it looked like you're going to be going around a fast sweeper and it'll be a hairpin and then you come up to what looks like a hairpin and you hit the brakes and then you didn't need to break in the slightest and yeah the, it's <laughs> The last Career was always
0: like that for me. Career yeah. was like that for me.
1: I I tend to find that with sort of the more walled in street circuits. Well, like I, I so mean as see. as a kid on the older games I could never do Monaco. I could never even even though I watched drivers do it like every year I could never work it out as a kid. And then more recently when we went to Baku for the first time I couldn't get to grips with that until I like sat and watched the yeah, actual professionals really doing it a few yeah, times. I
0: really like Baku. But, I think Baku's. Interesting. I mean, I do now. Yeah. Now
1: I've got my head around it, but I just I don't know. For some reason, I just I couldn't get my head around it, and I think it's harder to to pick like a like a visual reference. Like my my circuit knowledge of like this is where I'm going to break. This is where I'm going to turn in. This is this is what, Like all that's quite visual for me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's different for different for other people, but. Like, I'll sort of pick a landmark out th- that's my reference point. Yeah, yeah. And there yeah. isn't any of that when you're walled into well, they, a street
2: circuit a yeah, lot of the time. Exactly. The last sector of Vietnam is, <clears throat> it's kind of like Maggots and Beckett's or like the first sector at Cirque of the Americas, but lined with mm. walls. It's just baffling. <laughs> mm. um, but,
0: but, you know, we're describing like your experience of racing on that circuit in the game, but with respect, Chris, <laughs> that doesn't really matter. Like, it, what matters is would it would it have made a would it have made a good race to
2: watch? Hey, the question was: 1? Have you tried it on the F one game, and what are your uh, thoughts? Yeah, and I, I haven't. They are my Well, the, the question I mean, yeah. was wrong.
0: Then the que- wrong, quest- <laughs> wow. wrong questions okay. generate so, wrong answers, just like bad race circuits generate bad racing. So the
1: one person who's given us a nice compliment this, this episode, <laughs> right? and you're just torn them down. <laughs>
2: The, the problem is, I buy the F1 game most years and then barely finish a season, and the new game gives you the option to do like a 10 or 16 race season, which I which was very <laughs> welcome to me, and sadly for Vietnam, that was very high on the list of races I cut mm. from my season. But, you know, like
0: sometimes you've just got to give it a chance that I think sometimes you... I haven't driven it myself, so I don't know, but it... I, so I can't really answer this question. I might you know, I might come around to yours one day, Chris, when we're allowed to again, when we're allowed to interact household to <laughs> household um, and play it, because I'm definitely not buying F1 2021 game. Um, and I might hate it and I might really enjoy it. I don't know. But when I do, I'll report back my answer to this question on this podcast. And you can all laugh at me for being wrong about... <laughs> giving it a chance
2: i mean it, it does sort of look like right now that we're not going to see that track for real anytime soon yeah, anyway so keep so,
0: hold of your editions yeah. yeah f1 2020 <laughs> because <laughs> you've <laughs> got a unique racetrack on there
2: did did i tell you about the t-shirt that
1: my own dearest mother bought me before this season started <laughs> i don't um, think so
2: i so, have a feeling so, i know yeah, what it's so, gonna say.
1: So, yeah so she saw these ones and she was she was buying like a discounted 2019 one because obviously the season finished and she was buying the new one for this season and she she messaged me and she went seems how like this season's cancelled I'm going to buy us both these t-shirts because they'll probably be worth thousands when, <laughs> in <laughs> like 10 years when everyone forgets that this is what the season should have been I'm like buy it me I'll wear it it's fine <laughs> so a t-shirt with the original calendar <laughs> on it because my mum's obsessed with the fact that it's going to be worth yeah. a fortune <laughs> I mean
0: it's not going to be worth much after you've had it on mate
1: Oh, I mean, that, that increases its value. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: you ought to have framed it. You should have framed it. And then you sell it for a uh, zillions one day. I'm not going to wear
1: it to any race I
2: go to in the future. So far, <laughs> <hope someone> <laughs> gone out. So, so
0: far off track now.
2: Okay, next question. I'm going to move us on. Rita says, do you think Ferrari-owned Mugello should be on the F1 calendar? The drivers and fans seem to enjoy the track back in July. Um, I mean, there's argument to have it
1: in the mm. in the calendar. I think we've talked about this after racing. There, like, I, I don't think the Ferrari owned bit makes much difference if if that is a key point in the question, because the um, the. What's it called now? It's called the Red Bull Ring. In fact, I was trying. To think, yeah. I was thinking of it as the A1 Ring for some reason, because that's what it used to be called at one point. But yeah, the the Austrian circuit's on my Red Bull, and there was there's a lot of hoo ha about that when that first came back to the calendar. I think wasn't there of oh, it's Red Bull's own circuit. You can't race there. Like yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, not it's not like, like that's that's an
0: awesome
2: hitting. track. So yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. carry on racing. Let's it's do something like on just... every year. It's not like I can just go there and like test as much as they want. Like there's strict testing rules. So, who owns it doesn't really make a difference, does it? No, it makes no difference. Absolutely.
1: Um, If that is a key part of the question, anyway, I don't think that should be a factor at all, is my answer to that part
2: of it, I guess. I do like Mugello. I think there's other tracks I'd put on the calendar before it, but. um, Yeah, I I wouldn't mind seeing it back. We said at
0: the time. I think it needs another uh, the race that we saw there I don't think was a a true representation of what a, yeah, no. a Formula 1 race would normally be because of the weird crash that happened um I think you I agree with Chris I think there's other there are probably other races that are, were new to the calendar this season that I would put
2: ahead of it, M- mainly Port- Portimao, I think, generated much better racing than yeah. what Miguelo did. There's, but, there's rumblings yeah. that that might be taking, that TBC slot on the yeah. calendar next year, yeah, actually. Yeah,
0: I heard that as well. Yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I'll Good let for you know them. if I hear anything. You're very welcome. Um, but um, yeah, I th- you could maybe alternate Miguel and Portimao if you want to keep both on the calendar. I think that'd be the way I'd do it. Right now, yeah, give, to get in, as a way of giving Miguel a chance to have a normal race, because mm. that yeah, was that's such what I'd a like as well. Strange race that was. It, there was a lot of, there was a lot of strategy that never actually quite played out in that race. It was one of those really, it was a classic strategic race that should have been really good and really tense, and just turned into a weird kind of. I mean, not many finished, did they? And there was like no. 12 finishers, Something like yeah. that, yeah. You, I think yeah.
2: you do need to give circuits a couple of tries at a race. Like look at um, Baku. The first race yeah. in Baku was garbage. Yeah. And then every year after that, we've gone back there. They've generally been really, really good ones. So mm. I don't we've think it's back, fair yeah. to judge a track off the back of a single race.
0: Uh, last one from Chris McNulty says, As much as I love the chain by Fleetwood Mac, I'm starting to feel like it's overused. I think it should be used once a weekend by broadcasters... Used to be exciting to hear that bassline feet in, but now the intro—it's now it's the intro for every podcast and program, which, given the coverage these days, is wearing a bit thin. What do you think? I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I hear it that much myself.
2: Well, that's the thing. I watching it on Sky, I don't hear it at all. Do yeah. the channel can, four <laughs> use it? Channel Channel Four still use no, it. Okay, yeah. you know what? I am sick of hearing uh,
0: from watching the Sky footage all season. It's been that opera music for the for, uh, Alfa Romeo ad? With the Kimi Julia and
2: Stelvio Quadrifoglia. Uh, yeah, don't those. even
0: quote it.
2: <laughs> oh my God. I'm also sick of hearing that Patronus have been on their sustainability journey for more than two decades now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what about the glitchy Kaspersky advert that's always on? Have you noticed yep. that? Yep. Have you noticed that there's a
0: there's glitches in that advert at different points every time? And I'd, I'm trying to figure <sighs> out whether this is it's... a very
1: niche topic, know, by the way. Know, because gone, even, really even people that get that coverage, like kind of boxed up and sent to their chosen broadcaster, they not get don't ads. See these ads. <laughs> no, yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they might get some of them, but another. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the given that the question... like the, the bulk
0: of our audience is in the UK, so hopefully they know what we're talking about. I <laughs> mean,
1: you'd be surprised
0: um yeah that that casper that casper security virus antivirus software advert is i think like the 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 mp4 file that the broadcaster got must be corrupt or something which <laughs> okay. is so ironic because they're like an antivirus like security <laughs> thing and their ad is like and it's not it doesn't look intentional if it is intentional amazing and i'm talking about it and it's what they want and fair enough fair play if that's like if that's their game, then I'm playing it and I'm happy You've to play it. fallen
2: right into it. Yeah,
0: but I don't think that is their game. I think they've just got a corrupt file and it's never been replaced. And it glitches at the same point at every time in the <laughs> advert because obviously they're just using the same MP4 file for, the, for, for every broadcast. So and strange. that,
1: ladies and gentlemen, shows how boring the Abu Dhabi, Dhabi <laughs> was. <laughs>
0: yeah! Yeah! <laughs>
1: He's talking about the glitch in a Kaspersky. I, I've
0: like I've brought work
2: to the podcast as well. <laughs> <I've done. laughs> <laughs> uh, to answer the question, I don't think I could ever get sick of that song, and I, I don't hear enough of it. But I can understand yeah. why <laughs> it might wear a bit thin. That
0: album's an amazing album. Like when whenever that yeah. whenever that song when I because I I do genuinely just love that album, regardless of like the significance of the chain and its and its relevance to Formula One. As, as a different, uh, the, the sort of music part of my life, which is completely separate from the Formula One part of my life, that is a really, really highly held album for me. And because I love Formula One, every time that I, that tune does come on, although it's not significant to me for this reason, I do get ex- a little sort of um, bubble of excitement inside me when I think of Formula One and, and that tune comes up th- th- when that tune comes on and then it makes me think of Formula One. Like, it, 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 yeah. But I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't hear it that often. So I still get the magic from it, I guess.
2: Agreed. Enough. I like Rumours. Good Same. album. Yeah, it's a crap album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hot observation right now is Rumours is a good album. I think it's time to wrap up. <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> probably that <laughs> ma- hot observation. I love that.
1: 1977 called. They want their album
0: reviews back.
2: it's been a long season, but also a short season. season.
0: It was a long weekend. Um, right, I think that's it. That wraps us up for. Uh, for today thanks so much for joining us all season it's been it's been a hell of a ride we've had ups and downs we've had missed episodes <laughs> we've had <laughs> attended episodes we've had points we've had drama um, yeah it's been one what, what this is my favorite thing to do I love doing this podcast it's it, every week I get to talk about a subject that I'm really passionate about with um, two of my best mates and Thank you all for listening and joining us on this season and um, join us in a couple of weeks' time for a full season review. Maybe we might even split it over a couple of episodes. I don't know. We haven't decided yet, so don't hold us to that.
2: We normally do without intending to, so... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, And, yeah, I think it's time to say goodbye, so see ya.
2: Bye, everyone.
1: (laughs) Bye.
0: And also, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and everything just by searching for Back of the Grid.
2: Bye! (laughs) Uh, Professional to the very end of the season.